0: So for today, uh, sometimes there can be things in the Bible that seem contradicting, right? We hear one thing and then uh, something else in the Bible may seem or sound a little bit different, the complete opposite. For example, in the Holy Bible, Jesus says, "But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will not, whoever will be angry with his brother, but who, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother with his brother will not inherit the kingdom of God." But in a different part of the Bible, Saint Paul says, "Be angry, but do not sin." Do not let the sun set on your anger and do not leave room for the devil. So, Jesus, don't be angry, right? If you're angry with your brother, you are knocking on hell's door. St. Paul, be angry, but don't let the sun set on your anger and leave room for the devil. So, which one is it? And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Today, I just want to talk about anger and what it is. When does it become a sin? Is it right? Is it wrong? What are we doing with this? And what is anger in general? I think we all kind of have an idea of what anger is, but anger, anger defined, right? It's an internal reaction of something unfair that has taken place, um, which should be good and necessary. So there's this internal movement of the heart, which says, I'm angry right now. Why? Because something unfair has taken place. Something which should have been good and necessary, wasn't good and necessary, the complete opposite happened, which makes me angry, this unfairness that takes place. And so that's what it looks like. And so this is uh, something that we see in today's gospel. In today's gospel, we see where Jesus actually, in his humanity, shows us that he's angry. And he has a right to be angry. He's going into the temple area, the temple areas where Jews actually worship. And he walks in and he sees the complete opposite. People are not that interested in worshiping, except they're actually just, there's money, and there's trading, and there's this, and there's that going on. And he shows us in his humanity. So if anger is so bad, then why did this make it into the Gospels, right? If God wanted to hide it and say, oh, I made a mistake, I I shouldn't have done that, right? So let's, uh, hey, John, can we not include this in the Gospels? No, he's showing us in our humanity that anger in itself is not a bad thing because something unjust, something unfair has taken place. And us as humans, we too are, uh, we too experience anger, And so I want to focus on, in his humanity, how Jesus experienced this anger. I don't want to focus on the flipping over of the tables, because some people can say, well, I'm right for saying what I did, or I flipped over this table, and we can justify our behavior. And we have to remember that God, Jesus is God. And because he's God, all of his actions, all of his actions are perfect. All of his actions are holy. All of his actions are righteous. We, on the other hand, are not God. So we can't say, well, he did this, and since he did this, I can do that. I want to focus just on the internal reaction of his anger, because that's something we can all say that we, can go, we go through in our own lives. We can learn a lot from St. Paul, who says that to the Ephesians, right? He says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun set on your anger, and do not leave room for the devil. And so that's like three things, right? When does anger become a sin? Is anger a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And we've kind of uh, I want to break that open a little bit. So the first thing St. Paul says, be angry. He's almost, God is giving us permission. The Holy Spirit is saying, be angry. Right? Why? Why are we giving, why are we giving permission? Is because anger in itself is a, is a healthy emotion. It's not a bad thing. It's, again, this internal movement that's saying something unfair is going on right now. What I do with my anger then that can start teetering into sin territory. So again, it's a healthy emotion. When we hear this be angry, it's like permission that God is giving us that in our humanity to feel what it is that we're feeling. Oftentimes when people come to my office, they'll start crying for whatever reason, that whatever it is that they're going through. And, I say, and they say, Father, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Sorry that I'm crying. I say, I say to them, don't be sorry. What is that? Feel that. Name it. Tell me what it is. And after a few minutes, they're able to say, usually it's anger. See, that's not a bad thing. That is, that's, that's human. Feel that. Don't push it down. Don't pretend that it's not there. Again, if it was a bad thing, you would have made it in today's gospel. And for today's gospel, we can draw the conclusion that God actually created the emotion of anger. And to pay attention to this feeling when it surfaces, when something unfair comes up. I will go as far to say that. Right? Anger is something God created. It's not a bad thing. So St. Paul says, be angry. Second thing he says, right? This is where it starts to... He's warning us, hey, be angry, but this is where it's going into sin territory. He says, be angry, but do not let the sun set on your anger. Don't sleep on it. Don't take it to bed with you. Don't let it linger. And all of us, Somehow, way, we are all struggling with maybe anger with ourselves. You know, we say, I'm in this confession line again. I'm experiencing this anger with myself. Some of us can experience anger with other people. You know, I didn't get the respect I deserved. I think that was really unfair, unjust when this situation happened. Some of us can even experience anger with God. Why did I lose my loved one? He or she was a good person? Why do the good people leave and the bad people stay? But this is where Saint Paul warns us do not let the sun set on your anger. As we establish that anger is a healthy thing, it could become a wound though if we just allow it to linger. Right? What's a wound? Think of anger as an internal wound. If I don't attend to that wound and I just let it sit there and I, don't, and, I, and I try to ignore it, what happens? It starts to pus. It starts to decay. It becomes ugly. It goes from something good to something really bad. Something that's dangerous for me. Not just that, oh, this is a sin, i got to go to confession. No, God's like, I don't want that for you. I'm glad you felt it. But I don't want that for you. Don't hold on to it. But what do we do? We hold on to it. Research actually shows, believe it or not, that anger in itself only lasts about 90 seconds. I just dealt with this unfair situation. I feel rejected for whatever reason. I feel this anger in our humanity, the physiological part of the human person. It only lasts 90 seconds is what researchers say. But what do we do as humans? I'm holding on to it. This was unfair. She said this. He said that. And we hang on to it and we sleep with it and st paul's like don't let the sun set on your anger don't do it because what happens it starts turning into this wound which gets infected and then it becomes a huge problem the final thing st paul says is okay be angry don't let the sun set on your anger but finally what he says and do not leave room for the devil because once the devil gets a hold of it okay i felt this anger I now have, I'm not going to let it go. I am, I'm going to remain angry. Now the devil comes in and says, thank you so much. Great job. Thank you for being mad at yourself. Remain angry with yourself. You deserve it. You're bad. Remain mad at God. Remain angry with God. He deserves it. He is, he, if he was good, why would he allow this to happen? Remain mad at your brother and sister. Remain angry with them. Hold on to it. You're weak if you let it go. And what happens? It's a disaster. It's a a complete disaster. And this is where it starts to lead into other sins. And this is what the devil wants. Hang on to it. And we hang out to it, what does it turn into? Revenge and retaliation and unforgiveness and hatred and violence and resentment and bitterness and murder. The person who murders somebody didn't just wake up when they say, oh, I'm going to go murder somebody. They were hanging on to this anger and the devil got a hold of it. And it turned into something disastrous. Not only these things, also I was reading an article today by a Catholic therapist, not today, I was reading an article recently by a Catholic therapist. He says 75% of men and women that he works with who come in for for impure actions with themselves, with another person, online, he says, and he's trying to help them from a therapeutical standpoint. He says these 75% men and women that he sees, also he sees a common theme with anger. I don't process my anger, I hold on to it, I need an outlet to feel better because I don't like how so-and-so treated me, I'm angry with them, I'm angry with God, I'm angry with myself, fill in the blank, I need to feel better, impurity. This is leaving a door open for the enemy. And so rather than figuring out who's right, who's wrong, was this unjust, what do we do with it? It's going to happen. It can happen on the road when I'm just driving and Chaldu Marika is going two miles per hour on, you know, Maple Road and you can't go left or right and you're stuck or it could be something big. What do we do? It's going to come. It's part of our humanity. And so what's the solution? The solution, brothers and sisters, is one word, Invitation. Invitation. We call Jesus and we invite him into our anger. We don't ignore it. We don't suppress it. We don't pretend it's not there. We invite Jesus into it. How often we forget that Jesus experienced anger. Today's gospel is a beautiful reminder of that. Ah, oh, I'm angry. I'm human. And so were you, Jesus. Yes, you were God, but you're human as well. And so, Jesus, because you're human, you experience everything I will experience, negative and positive, on earth when it comes to my emotions. And right now, Jesus, I I, I feel deep anger. And Jesus, because you experienced anger 2,000 years ago, and I'm experiencing it now, I invite you into it, Jesus. How many of us pray, God, just take away my anger? Don't raise your hands, because it would be 90% of us. Right, God, just take away my anger. God. And God's like, I don't want to take it away. I want to enter into it. We are partners. Either we're in a partnership with Jesus, or we just think he's a magician and he's just going to take things away from us, our anger. He's just going to take it away. One day we're just going to wait. We're waiting on God, but God's looking at us saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I want to do this with you. Because we're a partnership. I am your brother. I am your savior. Stop trying to save yourself. Let go of it, let me enter into it. Because brothers and sisters, anger that is not transformed will be transmitted. Our anger that's not transformed by the power of Jesus Christ will be transmitted to other people, to our children, our spouses, the people we love. And they're like, who are you? This is not the person I married. This is not my father. This is not my mother. Because again, anger that is not transformed by the power of Jesus Christ, when I invite him into it, will just be transmitted. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. Right, Jesus, you experienced this anger 2,000 years ago, especially probably when you were on the cross. And Jesus, I'm experiencing anger right now, so I allow you to enter into this, Jesus. Transform it, Jesus, so I don't transmit it, Jesus, because I know my weakness. When we do that, we are dealing with anger in a very healthy way. We are not sleeping and letting the sun set on our anger, and we are not leaving room for the devil to come in and start using that to break up and cause even more chaos and division. When we do this, brothers and sisters, throughout our day, this is prayer. This is deep, intimate prayer with my, who I claim claim as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When St. Paul says, pray unceasingly, it doesn't have to be unceasingly just rattling words. This is allowing him throughout my day to enter into these places of anger. So that way, I'm not leaving room for the devil. And it's not becoming something that becomes wounded and starts to pus and become disgusting and oozing out of me. This is the solution. And that's how we have a Savior. Because this is exactly what he wants. Right again, whether the anger is with myself, whether the anger is with another person, whether my anger is with God, God, we invite him into it. Jesus come into this. So that way we can be true disciples of Jesus Christ when we start relating what it is we're going through because he went through it. And then he can transform it. And then that way it's not transmitted. Amen.